Don't fight the journey. Accept the journey. Understand it's going to be ebbs and flows that comes with it. But understand yourself. Understand what makes you happy. How's it going guys? Welcome to another episode of Secrets of Silent Success. Today we have the one and only Christy and Dominic Andrew of Mana Juice Bar. How you all doing this evening? Hey, we're good. Good, good. So we'll go ahead and jump right into it. What made you all want to start Mana Juice Bar? Tell me about the, the initial process until what we are today. I'll let you start. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you start. So, um, you know, we moved here, like, you know, from New Orleans originally. And when we got out here, we really started getting into health and wellness and fitness and things like that. Um, we started getting into juicing. It fueled our lifestyle, just being able to compact and have all of those fruits and vegetables and produce just in one place, just to be able to drink it and just keep going. Um, when we got kids, we kind of initiated that with them as well. And so it just became something that we really liked to do. Um, at one point, we were looking to become entrepreneurs, Dominic especially. That was something that he always knew that he wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And he had the idea for us to have like a smoothie and a juice bar. And, you know, we looked at maybe some franchises sure. and things like that to kind of get an idea of what we were getting into. But we really felt passionate about doing it ourselves. Sure. Um, so that elongated the process, of course, for us to start figuring it out, you know, exactly what it looks like, what it's going to be called, where is it going to be, develop recipes and things like that, which we did maybe over a two year time period. Yeah. Um, yeah. And when everything was built, it was like, OK, now where are we going to put this? <laughs> and we decided to put it here in Mansfield. Um, there were no real healthy options out this way at that particular time. We feel like that's where the country is trending also, but um, we wanted to really impact the community in that way and bring that here for, I mean, we live in this community, so sure. bring that here for our community. Sure. And sure. it just kind of expanded from there. And, you know, once we opened, everybody loved it. We were really serious about the recipes, the quality, and the service. And I think that's why it's been so successful. Sure, sure. Uh, the process has been the process has been up and down. It's been like roller coaster for me. Um, you have them highs of the, the, the seeing the success of people loving you, but you also have those challenges of seeing this place bare, having to meet those deadlines and coming into a new entrepreneurial skill, you know, that you really aren't used to. So it, it was it was like a roller coaster, it, it, exhilarating at times, fearful at times, but then at the same time, it, um, you get off and you enjoy the ride. Gotcha, gotcha. So you talked about the lack of healthy food options here in the community and the lower half of the Metroplex. Tell me a little bit about that and your thoughts on that, why that may be the case, what are you doing to change that, and then just the impact that you all are having in the community. Sure. Um, we, we lead with education. So a lot of the times people coming here, they're like, well, what, what is juice? What is cold press juice? What's the <laughs> difference between what you do and what a competitor does? You know, our juice, by the process that we use, is more nutritious, it's healthier, it lasts longer, it tastes better, just because of how we juice the juice. Um, and that was like a foreign concept to people down here, because all of the companies that do cold-pressed juice decided to invest in urban cities, like mm -hmm. Dallas and Fort Worth and places where people are compact, which is cool, which is good, which makes sense. Um, but if you're talking about changing a community, you're talking about really bringing people a choice you know, you want a choice when you're trying to live healthy. And that comes with 
looking at other things. You know, you don't want to just have, oh, I can only eat chicken if I'm going to eat out, or I can only eat burgers if I'm going to eat out. You want another option, and we want it to be that other option. Sure. Specifically for lifestyle choices. Specifically for lifestyle choices, not to just um, offer something that we that we don't use, that we don't believe in, that we don't um, supply our kids with. That was something that uh, was very major to us, to have a product that we truly thought that could um, shift a generation. Sure. Going, going, uh, we travel a lot to um, California, California, New York, and just to see how they were like miles ahead of healthy options. And it was almost like unattainable coming from New Orleans. Like that's just something that we just didn't think about. So coming out here, being exposed to it, it was like, man, this is something we believe in. This actually goes within our lifestyle. Sure. Like, let's try to take it. Let's take the passion to a whole nother level and let's bring the business to it. Sure. And honestly, she brought it, brought it to the table. She introduced me to the juice. And this was something I've never even bought, um, even thought about. Would say about six about six years ago. I've never even heard of it, th thought about it. But uh, she brought it to the table, and once we started to educate ourselves on it, it's like if we know about this, the healthy benefits that we um, struggle from not eating, that we struggle mm -hmm. from our our choices that we just brought up, and exactly, you know, it, this can supplement it. This can just help us get to where we need to be as a, a community, as a generational type of thing. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. So let me deviate from the show notes a little bit. I think it's important to talk about your all mindset. I hear a lot about health and wellness, fitness, right? Uh, black men have the lowest life expectancy in the country, right? So where did the mindset come from to really focus on lifestyle and health and then to put some in the community to, to educate others? So it, it's probably a two-part question for both of us. For me, I'm a pharmacist by trade. And so just being in a retail pharmacy setting you know, seeing people with health conditions that are easily preventable during, um, you know, tough times, you know, people tend to stress eat as well. And just seeing the effect of that on people made me feel like, okay, we can do something different even before we did this. We can do something different in our lives now. We're fairly young, you know, and I graduated, I was 23. So it's like, well, let's incorporate this into our lifestyle early. And then by the time we have kids, this is just something that we do, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. and it was hard just coming from New Orleans and how we, me, you see, <laughs> yeah, you know, sure, how we were sure. brought up eating and even our schedule when we were living there, it was just very different. We just wanted to shift and make sure that we represented and we were able to be the healthiest versions of ourselves. Gotcha, gotcha. You got some that's, that? a, that's a great answer right there. I, <laughs> I forgot the question. I mean, it's about like, you know, the, being the healthy. Mindset. Yeah, the mindset. The mindset. Because for you, I was what at, we always talk about, you being an athlete. So, but I, that that came with the physical aspect. Meeting her, getting with her, um, she really introduced me to the healthy eating, the dietary portion of it. Mm -hmm. So when I when we moved out here, uh, lifting weights, working out, being physical, being active is something that... Um, I was very normal too, but then trying to um, meet meet now weight limits and trying to just sculpt my body in different ways to see how I can take control of that. Using a dietary portion, it changed it dramatically. Sure. Adding the juicing part changed it dramatically, and then just the overall energy and overall benefits that that you have. Um, 
from it that you, that you that you don't even think about. Sure, sure, sure. So tell me a little bit about the products that you all sell here, and what are some of those benefits that someone can get uh, here at Nana Juice Bar? Sure. So I mean, obviously we do juice. Um, the juice is good. There's three to five pounds of produce in each 16 ounce wow. bottle. So you're talking about packing in nutrients, <laughs> packing in vitamins and minerals. That's a really easy way to do it. Um, we have a lot of different recipes and each one of those has a different benefit. And, but for the most part, it's really all about energy. It's really all about focus, metabolism, skin health, um, things like that, that you would want to drink juice in order to kind of help facilitate. We also have, um, smoothies smoothie bowls, which are like the acai bowls, which is like a really thick smoothie, but you top it with like fruit and granola and you sure, eat it with a sure. spoon. It's super good. Um, we do a lot of juice cleanses. People come in and, you know, they want to grab six juices that they can just cleanse and sure. detox all day um, when either transitioning into a healthier lifestyle or a new diet or even just for the increased energy. Obviously, weight loss is an added benefit. It's just a happy benefit, but mostly it's about living the lifestyle, like we were saying, and, and feeling good about what you're putting in your body. And everything's organic. Everything's yep. uh, um, all fruit and vegetables. There's no preservatives, no sugars added, only like um, agave, honey to sweeten it up. So it's very, very healthy. Yeah, we're also doing CMOS. That's like the newest thing that we started that has taken off, um, you know, that we've in, in, instituted in this community in particular, where, you know, a lot of times you try to order that online, you really don't know where yeah. it comes from. <laughs> you know, you're concerned about the integrity of the product, sure. whereas we can uh, speak for the source. We make it here in a commercial kitchen. Everything's clean. It's consistent. It's a consistent product. And it's really good for energy, health, thyroid conditions, immunity, mm -hmm. like a lot of different things you can put it in. Um, it's tasteless, it's odorless, so you don't taste it. So mm -hmm. we, we're really excited about the results we're hearing about from that new product as well. Gotcha, gotcha. I hear organic, I'm hearing things that are separating you from some of the bigger franchises. You, you said you all talked about maybe franchising and then decided to do it your own, but what are some other things that may separate you from the bigger, well-known Smoothie King, Jamba Juices, that type of thing? A lot of the sugars, gotcha. a lot of the sugars, a lot of the powders that that keep it uh, that may sacrifice speed, mm -hmm. which you get. You have to uh, sacrifice some health options with that. So you may get a you may get a lot more sugar in a in a in a franchise thing, and then you won't be able to really control those recipes. So sure. um, with us, it's about incorporating the community. Mm -hmm. It's about incorporating artists, incorporating uh, different recipes that we feel fit the needs of, of our community. So having that control and having that ability to use some uniqueness within the recipes, that's that's kind of what separates it. And we all, we don't, there's it's no corners that's gonna be cut here. Yeah. It's all freshness. It's all, you, you won't ever find a, a Almond milk that's not made from almonds from in-house. You won't sure. find it'll all be in-house juices that we can, we can stand on. Yeah, that's it's good. the quality for sure. Yeah. And what is that? What does that philosophy come from? The the quality because I hear a lot of like you said, you don't cut corners to save time, and I'm, as an entrepreneur, you don't cut corners to save dollars either, right? So where does that mindset come from? I think it's about valuing what you put in your body and the integrity of what you're putting in. You know, a lot of companies, you know, they promote health. It's not really healthy, like Dominic mm -hmm. is saying. You have a smoothie, it's sugar. 
Sure. I mean, it's called a smoothie because it's what made with ice. But <laughs> is this fueling your lifestyle? Is this making you healthier? Is this giving you energy? Or is this really just making you addicted to the product that they're giving you? Sure. We're not here for that. You know, we're here to make sure that we can stand by the integrity of our product, that you know what you're putting in your body. Everything that's on that sign is all you're getting in our stuff. Sure. And either that's for you or it's not. You know, I think we do really well in saying we're not always for everybody, mm -hmm. but we are for a particular subset of population who's serious about what they're putting in their bodies. They want to know and they appreciate that. Sure, sure, sure. So to go um, on you all's background before Manajuice, you were in pharmacy, a pharmacy director. What are the, some of the things, and we alluded to it earlier, that you may have saw that you are implementing now into your business, some of the things that you've learned. Just talk about how those roles have crossed. So the health aspect, of course, you know, just being able to see people who, you know, need healthy options, who need health advice, and to be able to kind of guide them to that. Um, it's great to be able to do it from a natural perspective mm -hmm. versus, you know, drugs. Business-wise, it's very eerily similar. Wow, okay. Like, you would think <laughs> that pharmacy is a lot more like a doctor's office than it really is. It's a lot of retail. And so it's supplies and cost of goods and hiring and training and customer service and, you know, cutting, cutting costs. And it's a business. Sure. As a pharmacy manager, you see that from a certain perspective. As a pharmacy manager, you see the even bigger picture of it. So those talents are something that I wanted to bring to, I mean, this business, but to our family as well, to just be able to build something for us that's helping people. Sure, sure. And, and to you, Dominic, I know you have your uh, other business with the media production. Where did that entrepreneurship uh, journey start from? So being an entrepreneur was something that I always knew from a kid. Never knew the, never knew the journey of it. Never knew what it would be. Um, always just tried to find a passion. So um, everything, that, everything that I'm doing now is within my passion. Everything that I'm doing with this is within. It's something that I love: health, fitness, uh, photography, videography, the cinematics. It's just all within what I love. And I think that um, even working in the field, like we, she, she was a pharmacist. I drove trucks for uh, Coca-Cola, for Pepsi. You, you're working in these Fortune 500 companies that hold you to standards, and then you get your own, and it's like. If I'll do that for them, why wouldn't I put in the extra effort for myself? Sure. You know what I'm saying? So that really fuels a lot of what we're doing. We take, we sit down, we reflect, we take a lot of the knowledge that we say, okay, what are the standards that they held us to? Mm -hmm. So now on top of that, let's, let's hold our employees to them, but let's hold ourselves to 10 times the standards. What are the things that we felt that we weren't appreciated with. Let's appreciate our employees like that sure. so that we can just get, create a good atmosphere, a good environment that we can work in. So being an entrepreneur is always, it was always something that I wanted to do. It was always something I knew I would do. It was it's what my grandfather was, it's what my dad is. Gotcha. So it just was, I just believe it's in my DNA. Gotcha, gotcha. You, you mentioned passion. I think passion and purpose 
are very important topics. And if you don't have passion or purpose, you probably won't go very far in entrepreneurship because you're gonna get punched in the mouth a couple of times. Yeah. But but talk to me about making that transition. You talked about being a truck driver, being a pharmacy. Now you're in media production, lifestyle, health, juicing, things that I'm assuming you all are more passionate about that you yeah. feel that you're in your purpose. What would you say to others who may be looking for their passion, may be looking for their purpose and, and making that transition, not just a nine to five, but doing something that's really your purpose? Don't fight the journey. Don't fight the journey. Accept the journey. Understand what um, is going to be ebbs and flows that comes with it. But understand yourself. Understand what makes you happy. Those little things that you may not take, that you may take for granted now, can turn and can blossom into a million dollar idea with the right person behind, with, the, with meeting the right person to help you put it on. So for me, 100% life is about following your passion, following your purpose, um, for solely because of my, my son. I want him to be able to not have to wait until his 20s to follow his purpose. I want him to think, as, think of that now as a, six, as a seven-year-old, my daughter as a five-year-old, to see her mom do the things and say, okay, my mom owned the business, and she's coming up seeing that and seeing that we work out, we're into these things, so now she is... That's the biggest, that's the biggest reward for me personally. You can't be what you can't see. You can't be what you can't see. And that's, that's what, that's a lot of the things that we incorporate into here because even our community, we're not, we don't, we don't have access to juice bars. We don't think about things as simple as, you know what, if we're not getting our nutrients in the foods we eat, how about we just consume it? Sure total different mindset so everything is about that mindset shift man what you see what you what you have access to you can implement in your life and once you have that mindset it's a choice that you can honestly make so you said something interesting there you said you can take a small idea turn into a million dollar idea if you have the right partner next to your side right so you have life partners but also business partners talk, talk to me about that dynamic a little bit a lot of people say hey don't work with your family members don't work with your spouse how have you guys managed that what's that dynamic look like um i think that's that's a learning curve right i think that's something we've learned to do better than we have i think we're still learning better how to do Definitely. it um, for us, I think we always did work together on some level before we started working together. We would build things together. When we were in New Orleans, you know, he had like a lot of business ideas and I would help him out with that and kind of add my expertise or add a feminine touch to what he was doing. And, you know, when we moved out here, we did that together. When we um, built our house, we did that together. And so I think we thought, I may have thought that just jumping into this, working together would be really easy full time. And things had to change. We both had to kind of take a step back and kind of look and see exactly what we needed to do to maintain marriage, kids, a business. It's a lot of hats. Mm -hmm. sure, it's, sure. it's a lot of hats. And we, we wear them all. Some days we wear one better mm -hmm. than we wear the other, for sure. But I think at the end of it is the commitment and the trust. There's, if I had another business partner, I couldn't trust them more than I trust him. Because I know more than anything, he wants this place to be successful. And more than anything, he wants what's best for our family and what's best for me. So him saying something or him implementing something here or us working together here, 
I know regardless as to what happens or what we do, that that's his intent. And I don't ever need to question that. And I think just knowing that is the foundation that keeps us learning and growing on how to do this thing together. I think it's a, it's a um, it, it has its benefits, it has its ups and downs. Um, the one thing I would take from it is the communication. It helped us with communication. It helped us um, understand where we communicate well at, where we don't. Because it's sometimes when you're at work, you can talk to, with your coworkers a different way than you can talk with your spouse. So I think learning that, implementing therapy into what we do is huge now, I believe. Like, I think we, we've been through that process and that has kind of opened the doors to talking a little bit more, understanding each other. Uh, when it comes to feelings about the juice bar and this, because our journeys aren't the same. So that's the thing that I don't think a lot of people think coming into it. Like we meet and what you know, um, what you know and what I know at the moment are very weighted heavily. But the things that we were rooted on also weigh heavily. And those are things that we just won't have the ability to share on a firsthand basis. So learning is just about communication, learning those things. But it's been an overall good process, to be honest with you. It's been a because at the same time, when we do have those moments where I can be vulnerable with her, she can understand and see the passion deeper than anybody in the public will ever even understand. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. You talked about wearing many different hats. I'm sure you go from mom and dad to business partners to husband and wife. You still got to you know work out. Yeah. How do you manage like logistically? What are some some tips and tricks that you could share with others? Because some people, man, I got the wife, I got the kids, I can't go and start a business, right? So what are some of the things that you all do logistically to, to manage the, the wearing of those hats? I would say get help, man. Like, cause even coming out here to Dallas, we have a family base out here, but we're very independent. So doing a lot on our own, we've created circles that we trust. We've created teams that we trust. The only way we can move forward is if we're not holding on to everything. I have to be able to trust that the people here have, can can manage this place without me having to be here 24 hours out the day. Sure. I have to, she has to trust that the kids will be okay if, you know, dad has to cook dinner, even though that's not my specialty. I have to understand, like, it's just about giving and taking yeah. with this. And I think that that really helps. Yeah. I mean, and we're not striving for perfection. At all. We're striving for completion and we're striving for good um, in a certain standard. So like he's saying, maybe tonight the kids didn't eat a, a, you know, a gourmet meal or salmon in, in, in spinach. Maybe tonight was a pizza night. But we had the juice bar. We had this interview. We have things going on. It's okay and not take everything that doesn't always hit that mark as a personal failure. Sure. I think women or you know moms for sure do that. I know that's something that I've struggled with is to say, I gotta do, I gotta do everything. I'm, and I gotta do everything perfectly and I have to do it well. And that just doesn't work. Mm -hmm. It's exhausting um, and everybody suffers. The kids suffer, he suffers, the business suffers when you're trying to be superwoman and take on everything on your shoulders. So it's definitely about trust delegation and also understanding and having grace with yourself and with everybody around you to where at the end of the night everything got done it got done there you go i like that completion over perfection 
Yeah. yeah, I like that. I like that. So switching gears a little bit, you had a social media post uh, about wealth. And you said wealth is consistency. You don't want to be rich. You want wealth. What do you, what did you mean by that? You want So what, what I get from that is more about like I read that post and I, I just felt like it, it, it meets what I think. Because um, getting rich is for everybody's goal. Getting rich is everybody's goal. Now, once you hit your goal, because you can substitute rich for goal. So once you hit that goal, now is it life over or do you keep going? And that's what wealth is. When we when we compare wealth and we compare rich, rich is you, you gain wealth by gaining multiple riches. And that's how I look at it. So um, just because you hit one goal, um, Pat yourself on the back. What's the next thing we're going to do? Enjoy that moment. What's the next thing going to do? Because if we're consistently hitting these goals, then the wealth, the things that we want, and it can be anything. It can be uh, the structure of our family. It doesn't have to be as much big as wealth. Wealth and riches are the, are the adjectives or nouns that catch your eyes. But it can be, I want this for my family. If I hit it, now what? Do I stop or do I keep going for that consistency? And if I hit that consistency, now I'm wealthy within the love that I'm giving, within the conversation, within the money, within whatever I try to accomplish. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So what's next for managers? Bro? What do you want to talk about? What's next? So, I mean, I think the next immediate, immediate. thing would be vegan ice cream. Okay. okay. We partnered with a company called Milky um, with uh, a girl named Bridget Calloway. She is such a food genius. Um, <laughs> she has been able to make vegan ice cream and make it chemically stable and make it taste delicious. And that's something that we felt like goes right in hand, hand in hand with what we're doing here at MANA. Um, and so we plan to roll that option out probably within the next couple of months. Awesome, um, awesome. We're really excited about it. We think it's a game changer. Gotcha, gotcha. And what's the importance of entrepreneurship for you? I know you talked about your grandfather, your father, mm -hmm. talking about having entrepreneurship as minorities in communities where hey, you may be underserved, things of that nature. But what's the importance of, of having something of your own for you all? So for me, it's about the legacy, you know, Whatever we do, whether it's manna, whether it's something else down the line, I wanted to be able to outlive us for our kids. You know, when I met Dominic, like I said, he was an entrepreneur then. He was working, but he was still that. Um, and that wasn't the case for me. I've been very um, corporate mm -hmm. for the majority of my career. And so I look at this as something that I get to do because... Everybody doesn't have that opportunity to own something. You know, this is the vision he had for our family. And when I married him, I didn't necessarily know that I would be a part of that. It was more so to be able to support whatever entrepreneur journey he had. Um, but for me to be able to take that leap and to learn about myself and to be able to bring my whole self somewhere that I've never been able to do in any of my corporate jobs, in any of my pharmacy career. You know, as a black woman, there's a line, you know, and you teeter-totter that um, every single day, and I know that well. Um, but here, it's not like that. I'm embraced 
People love to hear the story of our journey. People love what we do. You know, the little things that we think people don't notice. You know, people notice that and they appreciate that. And it makes the overall vibe of the place just a great place to be. And it's comforting for me to just be able to own who I am in a space that's my own and a vision that our family has created for us. Um, that's what it means to me. Sure. And so that's why I love it. That's why I do it. That's what I get out of it. That's beautiful. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's beautiful. Uh, for me, it's about it's about it's just about creating generational. As you, it's piggybacking off of what you're saying, generational legacies. Um, because I just think that it, it's not. I'm not. I don't really. It's probably something that I don't understand. That same me, like I said, as I as a young young youngster, I saw my grandfather growing up with my dad. Um, seeing him, he's a, he, he owned his own church. He's a pastor of a church. See him grow within that. And, and now looking at him like, okay, you've been an entrepreneur for 25 years growing this on, growing your ministry. And it's just to see where it goes. Continue the legacy. My legacy is here. Health, wellness, Jews bar with my children legacy will be as long as they understand uh, that ownership comes with the freedom for you to be yourself. That's everything that we want to, that we stand for, that's everything that we live for, freedom to be yourself, you know what I'm saying? And anything other than that is, is, is just not genuine. Very trans, we want to be very transparently um, purposeful. Of, I mean, we're very intentional on giving, giving grace, we're very intentional on being a blessing to the community. So to, to be able to implement those foundations into them and see where they take it, you know, that's, that's why it's so big for me. It's about the freedom and about the legacies. Yeah, but is there anything else you all want to add? If we, could, if we could leave anything else from this interview, is to don't look at us as the people who made it. Don't look at us as we're so far off from where you can be. Look at us as it's proof that we can do what y'all are doing. Because all this is is de dedication, determination, and discipline ourselves to get to exactly where we want to go. And you live within your purpose, live within your passion so that people experience the real you. Yeah, for sure. It's why not you? That's kind of where we are. I don't, like I said, I didn't have a thought that this is something that I could do. But in the doing, it, we, it worked out. We found ourselves. We found a purpose and a passion in, in whatever it was. And, you know, I feel like I'm surrounded by that nowadays. And I, I tell him all the time, like, man, one of the best parts of being here and being in here every day is the black women that come in here and say, I'm, I own this or I'm, I'm owning that. And, you know, it's happening and people aren't afraid to take that risk. And, and it's paying off for everybody, just if nothing else, just in personal peace of mind. All right. That's the mic drop right there. Mic drop. Be Bye. healthy, wealthy, wise. There you go. <laughs> Ooh, cool.